Hi guys, welcome back to What's On Your Mind. I'm here today with Lexi Donato, the founder of LDLA or Lexi Donato Los Angeles. Lexi, say hi. Hello everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited for this. Ah, me too. Well, why don't you give us a rundown of who you are, what you do, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Lexi. Um, I own a swimwear company that's um, body positive. It has numberless sizing and it's eco-friendly. It's called LDLA, um, but I'm also a model in Los Angeles. Um, and I also have my hands in so many different things. Like I love <laughs> helping my friends out in um, editing videos and helping build other brands. And so, um, yeah, life has been so exciting and um, so crazy lately, but it's been very fun. Yeah. I mean, I follow you on Instagram and I see, I see all your tags and everything. And with the launch of like Parallel Apparel, I saw mm -hmm. too, I'm sure you were fully submerged in that as well. Yeah, that was, that was a very fun uh, project to be a part of from the beginning, um, Ashley and Alicia are like two of my best friends. And so they, um, yeah, I was just, I was just happy to help out as they're creating like such an incredible brand themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we go into that, give us what inspired you to start LDLA because the numberless sizing, it's so, so, so incredible. And I feel like it's going to be the next big thing because there's this movement to body positivity and it's something that's long time in the making and it's taken forever and it's about time. So the numberless sizing, each, each size or each fit is a goddess, right? It's a mm -hmm. goddess, goddess's name. So, but even just the idea, the overall idea of creating a swimmer line, where did it come from? What inspired you to start it? Yeah. So um, prior to starting a, a swimmer line, I was um, working as a publicist and, um, and help helping small business market themselves. And, um, and when I was working in that job, I really had this like fire within me that like, I wanted to have something of my own. I was helping all these other brands build themselves, but like there was that missing piece of like, no, like, I feel like I can come up with a great idea to present to the world and that's impactful. And so when I was searching for what that would be, there was like this moment where like, I had this epiphany. It was almost like a godsend type moment where <laughs> like I knew I was meant to do swimwear. And it was also very terrifying to come across that moment because at the time and now the swimmer market is a very competitive market. Like one of the smartest things to do when building a brand, it's like trying to see the, the holes within the market, like where isn't a market saturated and where can you fit in? But with my business, it's like, I'm going into this market that is already so saturated and I have to build uh, my own voice in it. And so I knew that with going into swimwear, I, I needed to make it different. Um, and I wanted to make it true to myself. And one of the things that I've always dealt with my whole life was being so traumatized by the sizes that were printed on any of my clothes. I remember from like a young age, I'd go into a fitting room and like when I would go into the fitting room, I'd always put my thumb over the size tag because I was just so uh, discouraged by what size I was, no matter what it was like. And now thinking back to like what size that was, I was like, why was I ever traumatized by that? Um, and it's such a psychological thing in that we think that sizes define us, but it really doesn't. And beauty spans across every single size. 
Uh, it's not a one size fits all. And so when I was creating the brand, I really wanted to make women feel so empowered and so beautiful in and of themselves that they don't need to change their body for a piece of swimmer. And when I launched it in 2018, the biggest thing was like, get into your bikini body. Like you need to change your body in order to fit in to have this hot girl summer or to have like, you know, the perfect body for a bikini, but that doesn't exist, you know? And what we see that might exist in that realm is actually Photoshop. So (laughs) there's, there's that, you know, underlying reality that, you know, a lot of people don't realize, but I just wanted to create something that, you know, people could come to as they are and feel accepted, feel wanted, feel beautiful, feel powerful. And so I wanted to create this numberless size system. And as I was kind of brainstorming, like what those names might be for the sizes, um, just the name of goddesses kind of just like popped up and, um, and I'm not really into like uh, mythology and like the Greek culture that much, but I think it's beautiful what those, um, those goddesses represent. And a lot of times it's, I mean, in most times it's like beauty, it's power, it's, um, being desired. It's, um, having self-love self-worth. And, um, and so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like, uh, move forward with, um, you know, having the size translator and translating it to all these goddesses. So on the website, you can kind of see like where your body would lie. And then it, it gives you a goddess translation. And then when you order the swimsuit, it's all in goddess sizes. When it comes to your door, uh, there's no like regular sizes. There's no numbers. There's no letters. Everything is in a goddess to like, just emphasize that you are beautiful the way you are like a goddess. Um, and yeah, I'm so happy with how that has been really one of like the cornerstones of uh, the company now is like that numberless sizing and the goddess sizing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. And it's honestly shocking how not a lot of people have done it because like there's such a movement. And even if you go back to the goddesses and what was appreciated at that time, these goddesses weren't stick skinny. That's not what they looked like. They were healthy, amazing women, no matter what their size. And that's not what defined them at all. Nobody looked at that. Everybody looked at their traits and their character. And there's such an emphasis in this society about the way you look and the way, you know, how, whatever, whatever, if there's, if you have stretch marks, if you, Mm -hmm. if your leg is a little bit bigger than it used to be, or whatever, whatever it may be, there's just such an emphasis on the way you look and not enough emphasis on who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And where you put your worth to, I think there's something beautiful about just being like fully embracing yourself and like an outward obstacle, not outward things shouldn't like we should be in a place and it's hard to be in that place, but I think it's a good mental, like, um, check to have in ourselves to be in a place where outward things, including our bodies, including things that happen to us in the outside world doesn't affect like our core self. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's always a journey for people. And that's, you know, like part of the journey of self-love and, and realizations like throughout, you know, our lives. And I think it's, it's definitely not a destination and it's constantly evolving because everything Mm -hmm. around us is constantly changing. So it's like, we have to change with everything that's changing around us. Yeah, exactly. So what, 
when you built the business, you built it ground up and you were working for a PR firm, right? And you quit and you were doing this whole thing. So how did, how, what was that like building it from the ground up? And how did you, how did you keep the motivation and just stick with it? Because it's not easy. Everybody thinks it's like a linear process and it's easier to build a business than to just quit your nine to five, but it's not, it's actually a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, and it, it's been a rough journey. Mm-hmm. It's been a worth it, but rough journey. <laughs> and um, it's scary quitting a nine to five and mine happened very sudden. Um, and a lot of, I think times people still have like the stability of, um, you know, a job as they're building a business. I don't right. think it's realistic to really like quit a job and only do the business because you're putting so much uh, money into it, especially if you're, um, if you're building it from the ground up and bootstrapping it, like I did. Um, so what I did is like, I quit my job and I worked at a restaurant for a very long time as I was building the business, because I knew that like, that's how you do it. Like when you're building a business, you need to be all in, you need to make a lot of sacrifices. And a lot of times those sacrifices are not fun. Um, and it's very rare too, for businesses to start and to, uh, skyrocket mm-hmm. in the first couple of months yeah. in the first year. I mean, a lot of businesses fail within like two years. Um, and a lot of businesses aren't even profitable until the five-year mark. And so, I mean, LDLA is three years at the end of September. Wow. That's wow, crazy. Congrats. Thanks. Thanks. Um, and we're still going and it's, it's a yeah. slow burn for sure. It's ever growing, which I'm thankful for. Um, I think I had like these very, um, I had expectations and dreams for it to like skyrocket right away. But I think I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. The slow burn has taught me so much about the industry, the business, how to operate. I mean, there's so many intricacies in building a business and it's from like legality to finances to like, I mean, even the whole tax world like, thank God accountants are a thing because I, you know, like even what I have to do for my taxes, I'm like, I don't understand how, like, like I still have an accountant, but even my portion, I'm like, I can't really like fully wrap my head around like what's going on here. Um, but there's just, I mean, there's so many, um, facets of creating a business and, really like the slow burn, I think is a blessing in disguise for, for me. And, um, and I've learned so much in it that like, even when, you know, my friends have just launched a brand called parallel apparel, um, and they sold out right away, which is so great. Um, they have such great platforms to begin with, but when they were creating this, I was like thinking in my head, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I remember me, going into something, creating something, not knowing anything about the industry. And like, like, it was just so great to like, as a friend, like go with them and like be with them in the process of of building it again. And it almost brought me so much joy because I was like reliving the moments that I had in discovering new things um, in building a business um, and like kind of journeying along with them uh, to do the same. But yeah. It's amazing. Well, I want to ask you what the slow burn taught you. Like if you could go back and tell yourself something before you started, what would you say? Mm. Number one is to be resilient. 
Mm. Um, it's so much easier to give up yeah. than to move forward. Yes. Um, and you know, at moments it sucks. Like, I think, I think it's good to be realistic when launching something. I think there's, I, I'm all for the dreamer and like a lot of my branding around LDLA is, is the, to be that dreamer and to like have dreams, go after your dreams. Um, but I also think it's so beneficial to be realistic in that if your dreams don't come true right away, it's okay. Like keep on pushing and, um, and it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I think the, the most successful businesses are those marathon type businesses that continue to grow. And when you're growing in a marathon type way, you're really building a foundation and a strong yeah. foundation. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I wish like before building LDLA, I think I wish I would have realized that to a greater extent, because when you're in a sprint mentality, if things don't go as, you know, if things don't sell as fast as you want, if things don't go just how you want, you get discouraged because you're having these expectations and expectations are great, but I think it's also beautiful to like celebrate the little wins and, um, and have reasonable expectations. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I think dreaming is amazing. And I think we should all do it because one day we're going to get there. But if we think that our dreams are going to come true tomorrow, it's just not going to happen because a lot of people just think it and people also just don't take action and Mm. sit on it and expect it to come, but that's, it's not how it works. And I think building that foundation, like you said, also teaches you that resilience, you know, because some things may be slow some weeks, some things may not, it's, it's, it's an up and down thing. It's not going to keep going straight forever. Mm, Yeah. Such is life, you know? Yeah. I think we see the, um, the steady incline a lot from just like our view of things, like even, you know, on social media, in magazines, whatever it is. Like if we look at businesses, we see just an upward trajectory or downward trajectory, but you never see like if you look at like a day's view, like even in the stock market, you know, like, oh you my gosh, see, such a good example. Can, yeah. You can just see like how things grow. But then like, if you look at the day-to-day or the monthly reports, you're going to see so many up and downs. Um, and those downs in those like time periods that show fluctuations, like that can be just so discouraging to someone. And I think like, yeah. I think that's, what I've learned a lot of is you cannot, um, you cannot grasp tightly to the fluctuations. Yes. And I think the way you put it with the stock market is a really good way to put it because the stock market fluctuates crazily and the media doesn't show us the way a business can fluctuate insanely on a day-to-day or a week-to-week basis. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, we, I, the one that we, the businesses that we hear of are always the, the hero businesses. Yeah. You know? They're the ones that have already, I mean, they're being displayed. They're being, um, they're in the media for a reason, you know, and usually those reasons are um, them being the anomaly. So I think, yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, for sure. I think we're, I think that in a way it's also super toxic for us because when we launch something, you know, whoever it may be, it's, we think it's going to go like that because that's, that's what we see. Nobody talks about like the ups and the downs of it. Cause there's mm. so many. There are so many. Yeah. It's the journey. We love the journey though. The it's, journey builds us. It shapes us. It refines us. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's really about the journey, not the destination, because I think when we get to the destination, it's always about the next thing that we want to get to. And if we don't enjoy oh, the journey. Absolutely. It's that's absolutely true. Like there's, you know, there's some friends of mine where I'm like, where they're at right now is some people's end goal. And like, that was their end goal at one point, but it's always, there's always new goals. There's always new things that we want to accomplish. And I think it's really, we just have to be intentional in life to like, be able to enjoy the journey and the small accomplishments because they're really big accomplishments. Like there's certain times where like, especially like in my modeling um, career out here, I've like worked for some brands that um, I grew up getting the magazines for so like for example I grew up in Pennsylvania and we would always get Land's End magazines to our like house that was the only magazine that like my mom got like monthly or weekly and I remember just going through the magazine and so like maybe two years ago I got booked on a or maybe a year ago I got booked on a Land's End job and I had like this moment where like oh my gosh, like my younger self would be freaking out right now if like she knew that she was going to be in a Land's End catalog. So there's just like, I think it's really good to like check ourselves sometimes to just like really like sit back and like also think about your younger self. Like what would your younger self think of like who you've become today? Um, And it gives like... I think that's like so enriching for our lives yeah. to, like, to um, think about that perspective. Right. Right. Are there any like daily checks that you do with yourself just to make sure you're like centered or grounded or whatever? Um, I wish I could say yes, but I am like not a very introspective type person. Um, I wish I was more, but I'm just like, I'm kind of just like <laughs> go with the flow. I'm, I also don't try to like, I try to keep a good balance in life where I don't like to like overbook myself or, um, I find that if I overcommit to things, I I get myself in trouble. So, (laughs) yeah. So I think I've just been better about like not committing to too much so I can like have a really good, uh, life balance. I think saying no is very important and, I don't know. I mean, I'm not very good at it. If something comes my way, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And I have to find a way to put it into my schedule. But I think it's very important to have boundaries, especially just for your own mental health, because I mean, it's like the second pandemic right now. Oh yeah. It's so true. I, uh, I think it was maybe on um, New Year's Eve of 2019 into 2020. (laughs) I remember taking a video of myself and I said, this is going to be my year of saying no. So if I say no to you, don't be offended. It's just for myself. And then the, the joke is, is that like the world <laughs> said no to me because the pandemic happened. <laughs> so it was like, I wanted to say no. And I'm, I'm really bad at saying no. Yeah. That's something I definitely need to 
be better about because I just I love I'm very motivated by others so like yeah. if someone asks me to do something like I find so much joy in being able to fill someone's like expectations um and so that's where my like you know yeah hardship with the word no oh. comes from but yeah, the pandemic definitely said no to me and everyone else in 2020. And maybe I needed it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think the pandemic definitely taught us a lot about ourselves and honestly, everything. It was such yeah. a, like a... Yeah, it it forced us to like flip our perspectives on a lot of things. And I think that's healthy to do sometimes, even if we're forced to do it, so... Yeah, yeah. And I think in a, in a lot of ways, by no means was this any it wasn't good, but there was definitely a lot of silver lining in that, I think. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. What are ways that you've learned to stay resilient and stay motivated? Because we were talking about it before and building a business is not easy. So just overall things. Um, I would say like what has kept me on track the most is that I have very supportive people in my corner. Um, my family's super supportive of the business and of me and my decisions in life. And um, I have an incredible group of friends that are also like that. So um, even, even within the business, when I, like it, it's so, building a business is so expensive. So there's was times where like, even with the photo shoots, like I only had a certain amount of budget to um, hire a photographer, but then the models would, were just friends so that they would just do it for free. And, um, and even in those cases, like my photographer friend, like Nicole and my friend Haley, both were like, oh, like, you're not going to pay me. Like, I'm just doing this for free. Like, I don't want you to pay me. I just like believe so much in what you're doing. And, um, the message that you're putting out there, like they wouldn't even like let, like, and then I'm like, no, I'll pay you. And then, you know, they wouldn't even let me, they wouldn't even accept it it. type of thing. And I think that has been really um, motivating to keep going for me. Cause it's like, not only do I believe in it, but other people believe in it enough to like give their time, give their money, give, you know, like just fully invest and support in it. And so because I'm such a person that's motivated by others, that has really helped me stay motivated. Like I'd much rather do a job where I'm like working for someone. And like, I think that's why I really like helping out, you know, the girls with Parallel and like I'm helping with social media with them to this day, like even past launch. And then um, I help edit some like Instagram stuff and reels for them. And like, that's so fun because I'm doing it for them. Like, and that's what brings me so much happiness where that a lot of LDLA is just me in my, in my own little world, you know? And, and a lot of times that's less motivating until those things happen where I can like see people's hands in the business. And then I'm like, okay, this is why I'm doing it. It's not, it's not for myself. And I think I need to like, um, be reminded of that a little bit more. I think that's very critical. And I, you know, community, I think is something that's very undervalued because I, it wouldn't have impacted you the same way if your friends hadn't said that, right? It's, it's kindness and it's like the nature and the heart that people have. 
And oh my goodness, that made me so happy. Like, that's so sweet. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's wow. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's been just like time after time, even like my photographer, when I launched the business, I remember I literally, my whole life I've saved, I've saved and saved. And this was like my risk it all, um, all in, (laughs) like all in type thing for LDLA. And I think the week before the launch, I was on the phone with um, my like main photographer, Nicole Balsamo. And I was just telling her, I'm like, girl, I am like, my bank account is dwindling. I'm like, I just can't wait for launch. Cause like, I need to replenish some, you know, like, just like yeah. pay rent and, and do all these things. And she's like, Lex, if you need money, like I can loan you some of my money is what she said to me. And I was oh just God. like, I don't think I've ever been so just like uh, speechless. Like I didn't oh. accept it, but I'm like the fact that someone like a friend would ever say that. That's a- like, that is cool. It was just like wild to me. So there's a lot of people in my corner um, with this business. And um, yeah, I think it's important to just have to find people like in your life that, you know, like will rally for you and, and really support you. I think a lot of times, you know, not everyone out there is a great person. Um, and it's really important to choose your friendships. Yeah. Um, and to have a friend, you also have to be a friend, but you know, um, yeah. And it, com- it comes with trial and error. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What was it like for you leaving that security, like leaving the job and really putting it all down and saying, I'm going to do this because I'm sure, I mean, it wasn't easy and there's a lot of people in your corner, but regardless, you're, you, you don't have that security net anymore. Mm, Yeah, that was really, that was really rough. I think at the time I knew that that job, I it was a smaller firm. So I had exhausted what I felt like was my role in within that job. And I was getting a little bit, um, just like anxious. Like, um, I was just like, I was kind of ready to jump ship and like really just fully, um, embrace LDLA. And one of the things that happened, which was like odd and unexpected for me to hear, was that like my bosses at that job, like didn't support LDL at all. They're just like, "Uh, we're concerned about like what you're doing. And at the time I'd only just like created the Instagram and like started posting some like inspirational stuff. And I think they were just threatened by me probably like leaving. Yeah. They needed wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it was hurtful to like, know that they're like, yeah, like, it's not a good idea. The fashion industry is really hard to get into. Like, we don't think it's a good move for you. And I've always been so supportive of everyone else. So for someone to like come in and like be so not supportive over something like that was just like a fire in my soul at that point, I was like, huh, maybe like I need, maybe I need to like step, step away and really just like lean into like where I feel like God is leading me at this time. And, um, where I just, I feel like this is, this is my step and my journey. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't easy, but I think it was like, 
I kind of made like a clean cut and then mm-hmm. s- like started my new life. And, um, I, when I picked up even like the job at the restaurant, um, it was just like, it was kind of so interesting. Cause like, I'm like a founder CEO and then I'm working at a restaurant and it was just kind of like this life that I was like juggling, which was like so odd, but like so needed because my job at the restaurant was so mindless in that, like, it was a really like high volume restaurant. So like I was running around all the time, but like I was running around so much that like all I could think about was the task at hand. And it was like very, um, I feel like it was really healthy for my mental state to like, during the day I do LDLA, be so immersed in that, like eyes to computer. And then at night I'm just like out, um, like socializing, you know, doing my job and, um, yeah, the fun journey. I'm not working at the restaurant anymore, but, um, yeah, it was, it was good for a season for sure. Taught me a lot of things and it humbled. I mean, it's really humbling, uh, working in a service-based industry and I have a like a whole new respect for anyone in service because you know you put up with a lot of stuff and I think it was a big Hannah Montana moment I mean for you right and I think that even I'm sure everything teaches us something and a lot of times I feel like we were like no that's not going to help me I'm not going to do it whatever it may be. And I feel like even if, if, even if I was in that position, I'd be like, no, that's not going to help me. I'm not going to do it. Mm. But I feel like everything helps you, you know, and you learn something from everything because it's also about the way you look at it. Yeah. And I was just talking with someone last night about like being like tunnel minded and then having a mindset that like looks at the full picture. And um, I think there's a lot of people that they have one goal. And they're only going to do things in their ability to get to that one goal. If there's something outside of that, they say no to. And I'm not that type of person because I know that like with LDLA, in order for me to even have my business anymore and afford my business, which a business costs, um, like uh, aside from the startup costs, every single year you have to pay costs on the business. Yeah. And like those, co- like, I wouldn't be able to afford any of it if I wasn't working at the restaurant. Like the restaurant was what was fueling your, like me being able to sustain the business. And, and, um, and I don't think it backtracked me at all. Like, I think it, it, all of it was pushing forward. And, and now that I'm looking at, you know, like the trajectory of it, maybe at points it was like up and down, but like looking back at the three years, it's always been up you know, uh, going back to like that stock market analogy, like it's, yeah. it's always been an upward incline. So yeah, I mean, everyone's so different. I think yeah. uh, people operate just so differently and maybe sometimes that tunnel really works for them. They have to be that focused person um, and just keep pushing forward towards that one goal. But what I fear with, with that type of mentality is that what if that never happens? Like, are, do you feel like your whole life has been wasted? Do you feel like you, you missed out on the things that were in front of you that you could have embraced, but you didn't because it wasn't like on what you thought the path was to that one goal. I mean, I, I even remember like in high school, so I, I did high school in three years. Um, so I like skipped a grade, which to some colleges, that was, yeah. yeah, I mean, 
yeah I just I was ready I was ready to like go to college yeah yeah um but to some colleges that was great because they're like okay this she's smart um she was able to do it she's driven and then other colleges the colleges I really wanted to go to they saw it as oh she doesn't have that extra year under her belt so I I don't think like she'd be a good fit and so there were some colleges I didn't get into that I really wanted to go to and like my even like I think being in that like high school to college phase you get really invested into what your future is going to look like and a lot of times that's um you thinking about like oh my gosh I want to go this one university like that is mine like I went to the extent where like I really wanted to go to Pepperdine and I went to the extent where I like looked up the sororities in Pepperdine and kind of friend request people. <laughs> I'm I'm usually not this crazy, but like you know, in high school, I you wanted to go. Yeah. yeah, I I just really wanted to go. So I'm like, I did all the research. I was already attending Pepperdine before I got any letter in the mail, which was a rejection letter. So, um, and that was so heartbreaking to me. And that's the type of thing where it's like I'm rejected. There's no way. I'm getting back. I'm not like, if I want to go in my timeline, yeah. I'm not going to get back in there. So I need to accept other things. And that ended up being the biggest blessing because I went to another school out in California uh, called Azusa Pacific university and had the best years of my entire life. Wow. Look at that. Um, my best friend, I'm still best friends with like the people that I like was roommates with there, like still so close to so many people from that school and had a great education and like if I was so close-minded to like not going to anywhere except Pepperdine and just like maybe like reapplied the next year or the next year or the next year or the next year like I wouldn't be able to experience like the best years of my life um and likewise like when I was graduating college I really wanted to work for Deloitte have you ever heard of Deloitte yes yeah, yeah. so my brother and his wife worked for them And I was just like, that was another thing where I'm like, I, in my college years, like as I was like doing my work, um, taking my tests, literally in the back of my head, I'm like, this is for Deloitte. Like this, like what I'm doing, my purpose in this is for Deloitte. Like, so I can prep for that. And I never ended up working there. Um, And you know, this is my life now. There is a plan, whether you believe it or not, there's a plan. There is a plan. And it's usually never, ever, ever what you have dreamed up or expected. Nope. Maybe it's what you dreamed of, but it never is what you expected. Yes. Did yeah. you, did you have to learn to be this open-minded though? Or was it something that came to you naturally? It definitely did not come to me naturally. Um, I had to learn it and I learned it a lot through disappointment. In Wow. Yeah. Was it the way you looked at disappointment or rejection? Um, it was that like, I had, I had been so, um, I'd cl- like, I'd clung on to things. Like I, cl- yeah. I cling to Pepperdine and that didn't happen. And I was devastated. And then I clung to, you know, like other jobs where I'd apply and it seemed like I was going through and then it didn't happen. And I was devastated And I think through like those examples of devastation in my life, I realized like, why am I clinging so far into like these things um, when 
there's other outcomes that could still be so enriching for my life and and make me happy. So yeah, it definitely was a lot of, yeah, of disappointments that shaped that, but I, I'm so happy. I am like, I'm so happy. I have the perspective I have today because I think it saved me from a lot of like devastation and disappointment. And I'm just taking things as they, they come. And um, yeah, I think it's a definitely a healthier mindset. And I think that's what it's about. It's about your perspective and the way you handle the things that are thrown at you and going with the flow. I know it's easier said than done. Like we're, we all get disappointed. We're all hurt. We're, we all have that feeling, but going with the flow, something you got to learn, but it's something that you got to do. Yeah, exactly. I'm, a, I'm definitely a go with the flow type of person. I, um, have you ever taken the Enneagram test? I haven't. Okay. <laughs> I've heard a lot about it, mostly because I mean, yeah, well, I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't taken it yet. It takes a lot of time. I started it and I didn't finish it. (laughs) Okay. You have, I I highly recommend it because I think I am my best self because I know how to identify with like the Enneagram and I can identify like when I'm in a healthy state and an unhealthy state with it. Um, if those listening have taken the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram nine and it's very much the go with the flow type of, flow. of person. Do you think like a couple years ago or like six years ago, you would have been a nine? Yeah. Yeah. I think I would have, but I think there was times where as a nine, if you are unhealthy, you can wing to another number. And if you're healthy, you can wing to another number. So like as a nine, if I'm healthy, I wing to a three, which is the achiever. It's like when I'm in my productive mode, I feel the most just like, I, I just feel invigorated. Like I feel like I have worth because I am getting stuff done. But when I am unhealthy, I go to my six, which the six is the loyalist. The six has a lot of fears and anxiety and thinks about things kind of gets in like, you know, just like a little bit more of a, um a down mindset um so yeah I think it's always fluctuated um in different moments of my life and what I've been going through but I think to my core I'm definitely a nine I I wonder what I would be oh there's a pendant on my AC (laughs) yeah I wonder if you'd be a seven they're like the enthusiast yeah maybe I'm or a three I could see you maybe a three which is like the achiever Maybe I, I'm going to take yeah. it. I'm going to take it. And then I'll, okay, I'll well, send you who, what I yeah, am. <laughs> please do. I can give you a full rundown of, <laughs> of your number. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we'll, I'm going to, I'll send you my number and then we'll have to, I'm going to call you. Okay. Perfect. But, um, well, if, okay. I, this was in my head, but if, if the people, like if, when you were working your job and if the people hadn't believed in you, do you think that it'd be different at all? Do you think your outcomes would be different? Like, did that at all, or how did it impact you? Them saying, oh, you can't do it. Hmm. I don't think that outcomes would be different, to be honest. Like, if they, oh, um, you mean from my last job? Right, from, like, the rejection. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I would have stayed at the job a little bit longer, for sure. Um, but... I don't think much would have changed because when I, when I heard that from them, there's certain people that like take 
would take that and someone not believing in them and be like, yeah. oh, but I'm going to believe in myself even more and I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm really that type of person. Yeah. I'm more like, oh, that sucks. That hurts. Like it's going to sting for a little bit, but I'm going to be okay. And like, I don't like most of the time, I don't even think about that job, you know? So, yeah. Who was it? Did you have somebody who inspired you to create LDLA or was it what you had told us before? Um, not anyone in particular. My grandmother was always very entrepreneurial. Um, she, was also super resilient. She started um, a school in like Pennsylvania wow. and like got gotten, people said no to her so many times. And then she finally got a yes from someone built the school and it's still like thriving today. Um, and so uh, my grandfather when my grandmother passed, my grandfather sold his house and he gave um, all the grandchildren like a little bit of money. It wasn't much, but it was like enough to like, I, I could put it towards LDLA in the beginning. And so I used that money to definitely like, perp- like, you know, to start the business. And it, it's super symbolic because like, she was the one that was super resilient, really wanted to create that school of her own. Um, and she wanted it to be like a very like moral school, private school. Um, and then my grandfather always has been such a hard worker and he's like my, if you know, like in life, people are like, who's your idol? Like my grandfather is my idol. He is 97 years old, still kicking, still has his full mind. He worked in engineering growing up and he's still writing his memoirs and he can remember to when he was in second grade he can like I can't even remember my second grade teacher's name he like is writing his memoirs and you know like you know how like older people like they can lose some memory but then they'll remember weird stuff from the past like he just has the whole span of life like and I'm just so he's pretty great but one thing that he always said to me was um nose to the grindstone which means like put your head down work like hard work really pays off. Um, I think we're definitely in a like stage of life where like, it's not the same work ethic as like what he grew up in, which maybe, you know, it has some of the, of its advantages where it's like, you shouldn't always be like that girl boss mentality because you're missing out a lot of life. But I think there's something so admirable about like the notes, the grindstone and just working so hard for like where your heart and where you, you think your purpose is. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found your purpose yet? I, I think that in life I've had multiple purposes in different seasons. And so I believe like the purpose in this season is to embrace all that's around me. Cause I do have my hands in so many things, but this is like, I feel like really happy with all of the outcomes right now. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's my purpose right now is just like embrace all that's around me and really like uh, grow it. Well, actually, because we're talking about how your hands are in things, we didn't touch at all about everything else that's going on in your life. I mean, because we're talking about that. What was, what was, 
being in the launch of parallel, like being, being submerged in that, you said that it felt like it brought you back. Do you think that you like relearned anything? Like, what was it like? Yeah. I mean, the girls, Ashley and Alicia did such a good job in just like totally spearheading, like the growth of the brand. Both of them are so brilliant. And like when they put their mind to something, they do it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they list, they love to like hear people's opinions, listen to them. Like I've been there. So like there's certain things that like I knew and could give insight in, especially with like the manufacturing stuff that like, it's a new ball game for them to, to do. So, um, so it was just, it was really, it was really cool because again, I like to be useful and I like to be the helper. And so I really like, I think, assume that role of being like the helper in all of it. And um, yeah, those girls are amazing. The, I'm super proud of uh, the brand that Parallel Apparel is. And yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be amazing. It's that brand I definitely think is there for the long haul. And I think LDLA is too. I mean, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I, how has your modeling journey at all helped you or yeah helps you build LDLA um yeah it it has in the aspect where it's like the money is fueling more of LDLA too um supplementing income right now um but also I've made a lot of friendships in modeling that like the models have now um been like my models for LDLA and just like have volunteered their time, like just to like support the brand. Um, yeah, I mean like that, the, the modeling world has such a beautiful community within it because like the models know we like each other, we know the photographers. And so, um, and everyone likes to be creative and help each other out, especially from like a talent standpoint. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely has been, uh, enriching to LDLA for sure. And it's, again, it comes back to that community, the relationships, the mm-hmm. paying it forward. I mean, yeah. Imagine like living in a world where like everyone's so closed minded and like closed hands. Like, I think that's like what really motivates me even like as a person to be like, okay, like this person has blessed me so much from being so generous. Yeah. Like I need to learn how to do those same practices in my life. Right, right. And I think this world lacks a lot of kindness, but I think that it's it's ever growing and people are becoming more kind and paying things forward. Like the deeds, some things that people do just makes my heart melt. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's mm-hmm. so sweet. And then other times I'm like, what was yeah. the reason? Yeah. Why? You know what was the reason? <laughs> you know that reference? on tiktok what was the reason oh my gosh who went to the spectrum yeah it's true i mean that's what the world like you know the world goes around because of that yep that's that's what makes the world go around yeah we can't all be good eggs sometimes and maybe it's like our job as like the kind-hearted to like display that as much as we can so that we're the example to that yeah because you know it's gonna like those people that are the other end of the spectrum and not kind and um 
invasive and all those things like they're gonna have repercussions of some point and hopefully they'll um you know learn how to be kind because of that but yeah karma is a real thing yeah (laughs) it's a real thing it's gonna come back to bite you yeah are you are you a spiritual person I am. Yeah. I, um, I definitely believe in God, Jesus. Um, and I am, a, I'm a Christian and that's, I mean, that's helped like the LDLA journey for sure, because, um, I've just felt like God's hand has been over all of it. Even like, I don't know if you like know of like the angel numbers or like, yeah, yeah numbers like seven, yeah. seven, seven. Yeah when I was like launching the brand, I had so much anxiety that morning. So this was like September 29th, 2018. You remember the exact date? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was the launch of LDLA. So, and I did a launch party that day and some of my friends flew in. I remember just like, there was just a lot going on and I wake up in the morning, like putting the site live and I just, I feel so much anxiety, like crippling anxiety. I'm like, what's happening? Like, I'm praying and then like I look up and I see like something on like my Shopify page and it was like 777 and then I look somewhere else and it like literally like five minutes later it says 777 and then like two hours later I see another thing that was like 777 so like it was like God was definitely like with me that day in all of it and um I even have screenshots of like all those times that I saw it in that day and I'm not like a person that like looks at numbers much so it's like really crazy that that even you know happened like there was like 777 visitors like or something like that or like wow I think it was like showing the month's views of like people but um but yeah, so definitely, yeah, spiritual. Are you spiritual? Yeah, I think I've I've just rediscovered it in the last year. Okay. I there was definitely a lot of like questioning, but I'm Jane, and it's kind of like a branch of Hinduism, and it believes okay. in nonviolence. So oh. it's a lot of, and it's rooted, you know, it's rooted in a lot of manifestation, and mm-hmm. you know everybody's like on TikTok, like talk to your water, then drink it. You know, they do it like Lala, but that was actually a real, like, that's a real thing. Like I took a class, I took a series of classes and there's these things called shlokas where you sit down and you listen to it and you meditate to it. Or you like, you, you just really absorb it and you, you sit with the water in front of you. And then when you're done, you drink the water. Like it's a real thing, you know? And so, and it's all rooted in science, which is something that was very fascinating to me because our, I think my religion or our religions are very advanced. So rediscovered it. What about you? Are you into manifestation? Um, I think in the form form of prayer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think like, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, um, there's this one neighborhood I love going uh to take walks around. And like I go on these like prayer walks and I'll just like be like, God, like make this happen. Like this is where I'm meant yeah. to be someday. Like this is the neighborhood, like, you know, kind of like your will be done type stuff in it. But yeah, a form definitely of manifestation. I think honestly, the way we think is also a way of manifestation. I think everything in a day-to-day, in our day-to-day lives 
is a way of manifesting. And I think we all do it, whether we know it or not. Mm, yeah. Perspective. Perspective. I mean, I think even like going into the day being like, okay, I'm going to have a good day. It's manifesting a good day. And it's like putting your mind into that. Whereas yeah. like you wake up, you're like, like you're going to feel like uh, uh-huh. your whole day. And things will, things will follow that. So if you feel, oh, uh, like I remember one day I was just like, it's just going to be one of those days where I know I'm in a rut and I, I know I want to get out, but I don't really want to get out of it. Like I know I need to get out, but I'm not, I don't want to get out of it. And I know what I can do to get myself out of it, but I'm not going to. And I was just like, stub my toe, toothpaste falling everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like there's just like all these things that were going wrong. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Some days, like, it's so weird. Like, I'm mainly, like, a happy person, but there's some days where I'm, like, in a mood and I'm, like, yeah, kind of felt, like, weirdly feels good to be in mood sometimes. Like, because I feel like it's, like, human emotion. Yeah, yeah. Like, sometimes it's good to feel human emotion. I agree. And to, like, know you're still there, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Got it. Still human over here. (laughs) I can still feel things. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to ask you a few last questions. Just like, okay, go for it. Yeah. If, if you could go back and say something to your 16 year old self, what would you tell her? It's all going to work itself out. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's definitely something I needed to hear. <laughs> what's, what's your favorite thing about your career? The flexibility mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I, don't appreciate it enough but I yeah definitely the flexibility what's what's something or what is the thing you want to be remembered for I think being kind honestly kind and like being a helper and reliable yeah I mean I guess that's three things (laughs) (laughs) like if we can morph that into one word that would be it (laughs) sure there's a word I we made it a word yeah hyphenated (laughs) yeah we'll add it to urban dictionary tonight (laughs) yes claim it as our own um any any last things that you want to say Ooh. I think what I would want to say especially if you know if you're listening to this and you're wanting to embark on a journey or you have a passion that you want to like fully embrace yourself in is, is go for it. And like, just give yourself touch bases. Definitely celebrate each and every little win and always tell yourself it's going to be okay. It's going to work itself out because it always does. It always does. No matter the moments where you like, can't see an out and everything feels like it's on your shoulders and you're just like, in a pit like yeah is always like light around the next turn there's always everything is always going to be okay um yeah yeah and we don't we always we never re- god has a plan or wh- whoever you believe in there's a plan mm-hmm. and we don't remember it all the time and we forget it but remember it <laughs> mm, that's that's yeah, that is so true. So oh true. my goodness. Well, thank you for so much. So, thank you for so much. Thank you so much for coming. Why don't you go ahead and shout out all of your socials and LDLA and whatever you want to shout out. Yeah. Um, you can 
uh, find me on Instagram and my business on Instagram, LDLA. Um, our handles at LD Los Angeles. Me, it's at Lexi, L-E-X-I, Donato, D-O-N-A-T-O. Um, if you want to visit LDLA's website and purchase a swimsuit or check out our loungewear, it's www.ldlosangeles.com. Um, and my friends just launched a brand called Parallel Apparel and it's amazing. And they did such a great job. So if you want to see their website or visit them on social medias, it's parallelapparel.com or at Parallel Apparel. That was so sweet. Nobody on here has ever shouted out like their friend's brand. Like that's so sweet. Oh, I mean, they work so hard on it. I'm so proud of them. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lexi, for coming. And I, I was, I was going to say something, but I lost my train of thought. Um, oh yes. Your swimsuits. Beautiful. Amazing. I haven't tried them yet, but the styles. Oh my goodness. Like, I think it's flat. It's flattering on every single body. And I know I saw the sign that said it's like wonderfully made on every Yeah, so each so swimmer has an imprint on it that says wonderfully made. And just like the overall message is like, you are beautiful the way you are. You're wonderfully made from the beginning. You're perfect. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much, Lexi, for coming. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of What's On Your Mind with Lexi Donato. This episode was truly one of my favorites to record. I was so beyond excited when I found out that Lexi could do the podcast. And I just want to thank Lexi so much for coming and sharing her words of wisdom. It was honestly a pleasure talking to her. And if you guys haven't already, and if you guys didn't know, Lexi's also a model. So she's modeled for some insanely cool companies. Like, it's so inspirational just to see everything she's doing she's been on billboards she's worked with several companies to launch i don't know if you guys know what parallel apparel is alicia marie and ashton nicole's brand uh she helped build and launch that which was insanely cool she's running on a few years with her swimmer line uh ldla so she's just killing it and i encourage you guys to check out her instagram and her company's instagram her handle is just Lexi Donato, L-E-X-I Donato, and then her company is LD Los Angeles. So um, yeah, Lexi Donato Los Angeles. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you guys for listening, and I will see you or I'll catch you next week for one last uh, episode for the year. Wow, wow, time flies. But again, thank you so much, Lexi, for coming, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.